think the last time you went to your favorite store to purchase something? Maybe that's, you know, your local grocery because you love grocery shopping. Or perhaps it was uh, a place like a retail store where you're able to purchase another pair of shoes that are going to coordinate perfectly. I personally cannot stand shopping, but I do like shopping online. So as you think about being that customer, how are you treated? Oftentimes we're treated extremely well because they want us to come back. And let's just take Delta, for example. I'm a Delta, Platinum, whatever they call us. And I have found that they have fabulous customer service. I just got my bag back and it was completely ruined after six days of not having it. They immediately sent me a check to replace the bag. While I didn't have the bag, they they actually gave me money each day so that I could replace my makeup, right, or whatever else. And the check arrived before the bag arrived. So it was a fabulous experience. Now, I get that it's not always going to be great, right? When we go to our favorite stores, we probably return because of the customer service we received. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth, and today we're going to be taking a look at corporate trainers looking at their audience as clients. So think of the last time you trained and you had a difficult participant. I just literally, hot off the press, uh, came uh, our book entitled Training Difficult People. And it's 270 different tactics and techniques to use to overcome that difficult person. But let's say we haven't read that book. And we're just looking at this person as being difficult. And we aren't enjoying that, right? Oftentimes when we don't enjoy a learner, we might have the tendency to treat them as children. Not not intentionally. It just happens. And they feel like, okay, I'm going to make it even worse for you because now I feel belittled. Now I feel unimportant. And it just creates a bigger mess, right? Instead, how would that look if we said, okay, this customer is unhappy. What can I do to help this customer feel more valuable? Well, the reality is we need to shift our mindset to think that way. How do I want to treat them? Do I want to sit down with them face-to-face? Do I want to help them make different choices? Maybe it's as simple as allowing the class to have the freedom to choose. Do you want to write things down or do you want to talk with a partner? Do you want to work on something alone or do you want to work in a large group? Giving them choices really makes them feel valuable. Our adult minds love choice. And so why not give them little choices that don't change the way that we work and instead get them feeling, wow, confident, like I'm really in control of my learning environment. Another way to shift our mindset is to treat our audience better than we might treat learners. If we truly believe that we're dealing with that consumer, we are going to take the time needed to really take their needs in into play. Maybe you're realizing, hey, everybody is stir crazy, but oh, my agenda says we're not going to go on break for another 25 minutes. 
why not view them as customers and say, oh my goodness, I see that they're going stir crazy. I think it's important to do a one and done break right now. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick one and done. That means caffeine, nicotine, latrine, magazine, answering machine. But you're only going to do one because we have five minutes. Meet back here. We're going to be ready to rock and roll. That is so valuable. And then 25 minutes later, you can give the 15-minute break or the 10-minute break. I find that giving five minutes and then just shortening the 15-minute break to 10 minutes, people love it. They appreciate that you were aware and recognizing their needs. What if a learner is not interested or doesn't want to engage? Sometimes I have um, difficult participants that are silent. They're silent but deadly. You know what I mean? They're not talking. They're introverted. What about creating opportunities for them to speak in a very comfortable format? I randomly collect and select my leaders, my team leaders. One time it's going to be the person wearing the most colors. The next time it's the person that most recently walked a dog and so on and so forth. I make some really random that I would never know the answer, like what last person to see a movie in a movie theater. But then when I notice my introverts, I'm going to say, hmm, that introvert, that person that hasn't been sharing short hair, great. The person with the shortest hair at your table, guess what? It seems random at this point. But I am allowing, I'm viewing that consumer, I'm watching them, and I'm really addressing needs that they didn't even know they had. We want to make sure that we provide opportunities for learning using the neuroscience of the brain that they don't even know. We're we're covering that opportunity for them before they even realize the need. The brain doing the talking is the brain during the learning. If you haven't read it yet, Brian Medina has written a fabulous book on brain science, right? And we want to make sure that we're following that. The brain doing the talking is the brain doing the learning. So if there's some people that aren't engaging, it's our job to be customer focused and to realize that and do something different. This is Becky Pike Poos with the Bob Pike Group, and your creative training tip is really going to challenge you to view your learners as more than a client, but as a consumer, a customer.